What's up, guys? This episode is brought to you by our favorite budgeting app, Every Dollar. Rachel and I love Every Dollar because it is the easiest way to take control of your money, build the right habits, and make progress on your goals. You can download it for free on the App Store or Google Play today. Hey guys, I'm Rachel Cruz. I'm George Camel. And this is Smart, Smart Money, money Happy, Happy Hour. This is the show where two friends who happen to be money experts it is. talk about what you're talking about. Everything from pop culture, things going on in the world, and of course, money. And today we are talking about power couples. Power couples. I love saying it. It just feels good. Feels right. Feels These powerful. are the dynamic duos that you immediately think hashtag relationship goals. Yep. And especially when it comes to handling their money, we're going to talk all about net worth, combining finances, all of it, and getting on the same page, George, because it's so important, you That know. is the key. We talk about it all the time on this show, on The Ramsey Show, on all the shows we do. You got to be on the same page when it comes to finances. And so, you know, think milk and cookies, wine and charcuterie, smart money, and happy hour. These are the kinds of pairings that America needs right now. That works in life, yes. And today we're sipping on a mocktail, George. That's right. And it's a really good one, I gotta say. Uh, I know you're a big Sonic fan, so today we're this is kind of a nod to Sonic with a homemade cherry limeade. Delicious. We even included real Sonic ice for you. Which I so appreciate. To be authentic. Lindsay. Hashtag live authentic. Lindsay, thank you. Thank you, Lindsay. So, you're going to get our rating and reveal the cost per glass at the end of the episode. You might be surprised. So, until then, it's power hour, George. Let's do this. Let's do this. You know what? I got to say, I think Winston Cruz, Rachel Cruz, that's a power couple. I was going to say the same about you and Whitney. (laughs) Wow. That's so nice. (laughs) No. But I just... It's two people who are strong on their own. Is that how you define it? And well, they come let's together. Look at Google. What does Google say? Google's definition is a couple consisting of two people who are each influential or successful in their own right. Ooh. Fair. So you can't like marry a dud and then be a power couple. No, you both gotta you both gotta have two it. amazing people coming together. And it's not just about popularity, influence, wealth prestige, a good fit. There's a lot of couples who are like, they go well together, but we're not going to call them power couples. Yeah. Can I tell you urban dictionaries? I like this one. You ready? That's my favorite dictionary. A a relationship between two people who are equally as cool as each other and neither one depends on the other for their feelings of self-worth. So they went, urban went a little deeper. I actually like that. Very classy for how urban dictionary normally is. I know. And that's a, I think it's a great summation. They don't need anything from each other, but they're better together. So now that we know what power couples are, we got to figure out, are you a power couple? If you're listening right now and you have someone in your life, how do we figure this out? Well, let's go back in time because Insider did an article in September 2021 titled The Most Iconic Power Couple the Year You Were Born. Oh, this is fun. This is a great one. Bruce Willis and Demi Moore. Ooh, a classic power Oh, oh my gosh. This is great. So they were an iconic couple in 88 because they just got married at the end of 87. Die Hard came out. Which is a Christmas movie we now know. <laughs> and, I mean, they just were rocking it. I mean, they they were. They Had were like run. the 80s. Yeah, all the way to 2000. They split. And then they divorced. Sad. I know. But they're both like beautiful people, great actors in their own right. All that. Like that is a power couple to me. Like, Absolutely. You know what? That's it. I'm a big Bruce Willis fan. I don't remember Demi Moore in a lot. I don't know if I just, I didn't watch a lot of the movies. No, never saw it. You never seen Ghost? No. With Patrick Swayze? No. No way. It's a great one. She has short hair in it. 
Because I want to think of Demi more now. It's like her long, dark uh, black hair. But um, oh, Ghost is great. Did you see Whoopi Goldberg's in it? Sixth too. Sense with yes, Bruce Willis. I did. That's like in my <laughs> that's a core memory for me. Um, I see dead people. Moving on. One year later, I came into the world, 1989, and the power couple that year was Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick. They were married more than 30 years, defying the Hollywood odds, Rachel. They were the it couple in 89. They had just gotten married. Both had major career wins. Kira was on Born on the Fourth of July with Tom Cruise, and Kevin was starting the big picture. And so I'm a big Kevin Bacon fan. I am too. I don't know her as well. Yeah. Is that terrible? No, that's not terrible. Yeah, I had to think like— I think Kevin Bacon is the more famous one if you had to just yeah, like label Yeah, I, I think it. so too. So power couple, they probably were then. Yeah. Uh, you were coming home from the hospital, so you don't remember. Thank you but, for thinking about me. Uh, I, I assume then it was. I don't know. All you, all you older, older folk listening to the podcast could probably like back know. in my and day. And they're still married back. too. They are. Aww. Yeah. We wow. Love, we love to see that in Hollywood. That's wow. Rare. I do love that. Okay, producer Lindsay, you are a little bit younger. What year? Nineteen ninety one. Oh. Who was the it couple in 91? Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. Yes. Okay. Great one. Great year to be Great born. Great one. Love it. God, love Meg Ryan. They are no longer together, though. They lasted, what, 10 years? Uh, Yeah. They divorced in 01. Yeah. I will say I just finally watched You've Got Mail. I'm catching up, Rachel. I'm oh, catching George, up. George, you've missed some good ones. I know. It was really good. Oh, A lot of nostalgia for, like, the AOL Tom days. Hanks, man. So I good. like both of them. They're both so good, but Dennis Quaid and his, like, smile lines. I know. Oh, it's yeah. just— It's the parent trap for me. Oh, 1,000%. Captured my heart. Oh, so What good. a sweet dad. What a sweet dad he was. So Lindsay. We got Lindsay some Lohan. to watch. We need a movie. We need Smart Money Happy Hour movie nights. Yes. And everyone's invited who's listening. For sure. Okay, so you may be thinking, so who who is the biggest couple of 2022? We're trying to keep you all on trend. So we'll start with the most wholesome couple. Okay. Tom Holland and Zendaya. Yes. What do you think about them? I love Zendaya. Greatest showman. She stole my heart. And I'm like, go, girl. You go. I love her. I don't know Tom Holland as much. Oh, I, I, he's amazing. I know. I haven't seen You haven't this. seen the newest Spider-Man movies? No, I haven't movies? seen the newest Spider-Man. Oh. It's worth it. It's good. They so are good. the Gen Z it couple, and they have a nickname, Tom Dea. Stop it. <laughs> which I think is really cute. So, yeah, I would call them a power couple, especially being that young and that successful and finding love. That early on, that's impressive. For sure. All right. The most satisfying couple of 2022, Ben and Jennifer. Oh, my goodness. Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez are back, married July, July 16th of 2022. And yeah, they they both have- What a tumultuous roller coaster well, of a relationship. Well, he went downhill for a little bit after Jen Gardner. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I'm not sure where Ben is. I haven't talked to him in a little bit, but uh, we, hope he's on, we hope he's, he's, he's on the up. But she definitely brings more power to that couple than him, I think. Yeah. Acting, singing. I mean, she's J-Lo. She can do it all. J-Lo can do a lot. She's a woman of business and leisure. Yeah, so combined, their net worths are $558 million. Not bad. And $400 million of that is J-Lo's. So my, my, my knee jerk was correct. Well, this is a good teaching, though, for women who are more successful, right, just by— Why do you put that in air quotes, George? Well, because I'm saying, like, <laughs> success is such a, like— <laughs> Women are—I guess they're more— successful. Well, because success is, like, you're still a successful person, you know? It's like putting a worth on someone just yeah, because of a yeah. dollar amount. Yeah. So all I'm saying Would is— Would that stress you out if Whitney made more than you? No. 
I would, I always joke that I would be a great stay at home mom because I'm very like <laughs> domestic, like love all the household. Do- well, like, you'd be a stay at home dad, but yeah. I know, but the joke is a stay at home mom. <laughs> yeah. More motherly than I'm not throwing the ball with Junior. All right. I love that name. Let's Junior. George, you will. But anyways, uh, yeah, will. but it's a, it's a real issue. I think not that I don't have, but other guys out there, there's an insecurity among the men that they have to be doing better to be the breadwinner. So what are your thoughts on that, Rachel? Is that something that you think would be hard to grapple with for the man to be a stay-at-home dad and the wife is the breadwinner, that kind of situation? Oh, I think it totally depends on the couple and the man, right? I could see some guys saying, no, I feel a level of like worth going out and like making money and all that. What 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 gets me though is if the if you're both working and the woman makes more. So I'd say it takes a level of security for a dude to be like, yeah, my wife is awesome and like kills it and makes more money and it's great. Yeah. Like that support her and cheer her 100%, on. 100%. 100%. But I do think there's guys that could struggle with that. Yeah. Right? Well, and if you're not on the same page and you're Banking isn't all connected. Like it can feel like a competition. Oh, that's yes, that's the thing. I know that gets toxic. Because Winston and I, we've switched off depending on our years of work of whom. And, and again, we we are so integrated. We're not perfect, but like financially, like it really is one of those things. Like when it all hits the bank account, we just see the bank account total. Yes, and that's what we're looking at. Like it's not. We're not like splitting. No one's hairs. like, well, forty percent was from no, me. Yeah, so, yeah. Don't be like that. No, don't so, get married if you have that mentality. It's gross. Go to therapy first is all I'm saying. (laughs) You got to figure out some stuff. That's right. Well, this brings me to my next point, Rachel. Have you heard of the term dink? Dual income, no kids. Dual income, no kids. Of course. And that is, uh, I think, one way to become a power couple if you can do it. If you can swing it. The dual income, no kids is a great situation. Yeah, Um, for sure. And we, my wife and I, Whitney, we are currently dink wads. Have you heard of that? What? <laughs> have you heard of this? No, I've not. Dual income, no kids with a dog. <gasps> Dinkwad. Oh my. You're welcome, America. I can't. Oh no. I can't. Wow. It, it we happened. We went there. Somehow it happened. the dogs I'm not just sure how we way into how how the dogs episode. are constantly. I think I just upset are. a lot of people <laughs> kind of intentionally, but also like why are you angry at that? <laughs> it's just an acronym. What's up, guys? If you want to be better with money, your first step is to start budgeting with every dollar. This is the app Rachel and I both use, and trust me, it's great because it gives you everything you need to make budgeting easier, faster, and dare I say, even enjoyable. Yeah, I think you can say that, George. I mean, it's pretty enjoyable to have more money, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what happens when you're intentional with your spending. Guys, download every dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play today. So uh, Ben and J-Lo, obviously huge net worth. Let's move on to a couple with an even larger net worth, the OG coupling, Oprah Winfrey and Stedman Graham. Yes, and they're te- they're not married. They've just been together for 36 years. That's impressive. This year alone, they brought in $203 million. Wow. I mean, the OGs of the OG. 36 years is impressive. And, uh, you know, the only thing I disagree on is I think they should tie the knot. I agree. It's time, Oprah. Come on, guys. You can do you this. You can still be your own woman. You're still Oprah after you get married. <laughs> Nothing changed. Oh, my god. Make it official. Okay. So that's, man, those were some power couples, George. Yeah. Powerful. So when it comes to 
looking at, okay, what are we, you know, if you're asking, are we a power couple? Not we, me and George, but you, the listener. And if you're married. How do you define it for yourself? Yeah. So I do think, yeah, there's, so there's, there could be a financial bent. We talked about that with the celebrity couples. And so your net worth, just to remind you, is your, what you own minus what you owe. That is your net worth. So, so just if you've got, that. let's for an example, you've got a $100,000 in retirement, but you're $60,000 in debt, just that alone means you'd have a $40,000 net worth. That's right. That's, That's the right. only piece of the equation. Yes. And a mortgage, right? It's even a bigger piece of that. Yes. So yeah. So you can look really wealthy, but be $700,000 in debt and not have a high net worth. That's right. So looking at that is key when you're looking at the financial side of the power couples. So you look at uh, Justin and Haley Bieber. Justin, $300 million is what he's worth. Wow. Haley, $20 million. Chrissy Teigen, John Legend. John's $100 million. Wow. She's $75 million. And you can't forget about one of the OG power couples in my book, Beyonce and Jay-Z. Yes. So Beyonce's net worth, $500 million. This is according to the internet. Jay-Z's, a billion. <gasps> That's Man. impressive. That yeah, they are they're 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 doing pretty well. And when I think of power couples, like they're both very successful, very impressive in their own right. And they were like, we're gonna come together to just take over the world. That's right. So something we mentioned it on another podcast, George, is prenups. This so, is a hot button issue, right? So I'm not normally a fan of them. Like for just like the average people get you know, getting married, all of that. I think that there's a level of uh becoming one seeing your marriage is forever, all of that, right? But if it is slanted majorly one way, right? Like like if you and Beyonce got married, George, Thank you I would probably say, hey, Beyonce, I might, I might get a prenup. <laughs> yeah, if you make 40,000 and the other person makes a million or is coming in with a huge level of assets, then you may want to consider it. But if someone makes 40, the other makes 50, it's not like a, whoa, easy, you're going to take my wealth. I got to get a prenup. So we generally uh, steer against it. Okay, so is yours more on like what they're making currently or what they're worth? Because mine's more what they're bringing into the marriage. Agreed. That's a that's a factor in there. Yeah, okay. So mine's less about salary. Because that can change. That can fluctuate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine's more like- Your assets. Yes, yes. We, we've got seven properties and a giant retirement account, all these investments. Right, And you're right. bringing in, and it's not really about the other person. It's more about the crazy family. Yeah. And dynamics and what could that's happen right, that's right. if things go south and all of a sudden, you know, Aunt Karen's involved. You just don't want to have a messy relational situation on yes. top of financial one. That's right. That's right. But regardless of prenup or not, combining your finances and being one as a couple, whether you're, you know, Haley and Biebs or Rachel and Winston, you know? That's right. And Com- I put them on the same level in my book. <laughs> me too. Me too. But combining your finances, it's been great though because studies are coming out, George— saying that couples are happier when they combine their finances. We have been saying this from the days Which, long. Rachel, can I say, it's one of your most controversial takes. Like, whenever you post anything that's like, you need to combine bank accounts, the comment section oh, people is hate so me. toxic. It's unbelievable. What's behind that? <sighs> like, what's the general sentiment? Well, I mean, because there is the extreme, per, you know, small percentage, but if there's like abuse or addiction, like if there's stuff like that going on, then yes, you need to protect yourself. 
Um, but most couples are just like, I want my couple, freedoms. My freedoms, yeah, Rachel. Yeah, that you're going to like, t- yeah, or like, don't depend on a man. You know, I hear that from women sometimes. And like, or on the other side, men are like, you can't trust women. Never combine bank accounts. They'll clean you out for all your worth. Yeah, that or like, I make all the money. I should be able to have more say. Like, it's Gross. it's just this division in a marriage that's supposed to be a unifier, right? And so it's one of those things. It's like y'all combine them. Yeah. Be one. Be a team. Because when you're going to build wealth and hit your goals and win with money, you do it so much faster when you're on the same page as a married couple and you see yourselves as one. Here's the proof. Here's the stats. Federal Reserve found that married couples between 24 and 34 can have a net worth up to nine times as high as single households. That is shocking. So just marriage alone is an indicator that you're going to build wealth. Well, that and your two people bringing two levels, two sets of assets, two salaries together is one, right? So like that, it's automatically going to double. But nine times. Shocking. That's a lot. So here's the median net worth they found, and it varies drastically by marital status. So single folks, median net worth was a little over seven grand. Cohabitating couples that aren't married, but they're living together, 17 grand. But when you move to married couples, the number jumps to 68 grand. That's shocking. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and for a lot of couples, you know, that's their real estate, right? If you own a home together. More likely to be homeowners if you're married. Yep, so that's going to jump up that value too, for sure. But, you know, I do think that when you are married, and it's not that a single person can't build wealth. That's not not what we're saying. But there is a power when two people come together with two salaries, if you're both working, um, especially people getting married later. It's like you have your own investments and bank accounts, like you're doing these two lives that are coming as one and it's like this explosion. Mm. And it happened, and it's even greater when you're like, yeah, we're together on this. We're not gonna stay divided in it, in a marriage. And Rachel, you and I, I mean, this stems from a a biblical point of view that you should combine, that two is better than one. But what is the, just the natural human parts of combining finances? Like, what does it make couples do? Yeah, I mean, I think on like an emotional level, there's just something about saying like, you have every part of me, even my paycheck. letting go. Yeah, and that like we're together in this. Because I do think in marriage, some of the, when you have a successful marriage, I mean, whatever that means, I guess that could mean so many things. But there is an element of serving each other in a marriage, a selflessness that it's like, hey, I'm here to do this with you. That's right, yeah. And I think that like there's an element there. And then on just a tactical level, George, like, when you're working together, I know for Winston and I, like when we're looking at our budget, we like do a month and we just say, okay, let's look at the month. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, kids get out of school here. Like you end up starting talking about calendars. You start talking about life. You know, it's someone's birthday and you're like, okay, yeah, it's that person's birthday. You got a plan for your life. Yeah, and you're just, and, and again, money's just integrated in it. So there's like a tactical side too that like when we're working together with our money, we're working together on our life. So having that shared vision creating those shared goals, making a plan together, trusting each other. That's a big part of combining bank accounts. I think there's a lack of trust there at the heart of it. Yeah. And you need to dig into that. And if we joke about it, but really like go to counseling, go to therapy if there are trust issues. Yep, Because there's something behind that. And you will unlock something amazing if you can power through that yep. and learn to trust each other, joining bank accounts. For sure. And again, if you're single, this is not like a, you can't. You they've already tuned. They've tuned out by now, Rachel. Oh, They're like, they forgot about me. No, we love no. you, single folks. Yes, for sure. So, yes, you can create great habits. And the great thing about being single is like you're the only one responsible for you. You know, like some married couples, it's hard to be like, gosh, my my wife won't get on board or my husband oh, won't get yeah. on board. It's one of so, the biggest questions we pa- get. There's an empowering thing. 
for you singles out there to win? The key is you need accountability. So like find a friend who's also wanting to get better with money, someone to hold you accountable, to check in with you. Cause it's easy just to like go do the thing you want to do and go spend money shopping or eating out and have no one to be like, Hey, didn't we say we were going to like be on a budget and not do that? Cause we we're trying to pay off some debt. Yep. So you need someone like that in your life, even if it's not your spouse. All right, so real power couples, George. Yes, the money, the finances have a play in it. But also, they they probably are great goal setters. They have vision. Like, they are looking out there. Like, I don't think Beyonce and Jay-Z just, like, happen to become what they are. Like, they they are strategizing. They're thinking through it. They're, they're smart. Driven. They're I would think so. Yes, Absolutely. for sure. So the word that comes to my mind when you think about these couples is unity. They are unified in a lot of ways, and finances is just part of that. And, you know, both individuals in each marriage, they're, they're dedicating their time, energy, money, and lives towards the same vision. And I think that helps you go further and it helps you go faster. Yes, I think about, like, Barack and Michelle Obama, you know, like, I feel like they, they chase the same causes. Like, I see them together. Even Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds, like, when they talk about their family— like they they feel very unified, or what they're putting out to us, you know, sure. amateurs out here. Which we uh, hope it's authentic. I would hope so. Yes, uh, but you know, there there is that that sense that you're like, oh yeah, they they are one, and they really respect each other, and like they see themselves as a team. Well, here's an example of this, Rachel. Uh, when you think about power couples, Harry and Meghan, they've been in the news a lot. They've got the Netflix documentary. Oh, I know. Have you seen it? I have not. Are you watching it? Okay, the Duke I'm, and the I'm Duchess three episodes of Sussex. in, so I'm not quite finished. But okay, I'm in it. Well. um, they talk about in the first few episodes, from what I understand, and you can vouch for this, the work that they were the most passionate about as individuals, which is, you know, service to others, is what helped them mesh so strongly as a couple while they were dating. So yes. they bonded over that. Yep. And he said that she reminds him of his mom, of his late mom, Princess Diana, Aww. because of her heart for that, for all that service. So yeah. So there was something about even before them becoming a couple that like she was doing that anyways, right? And that like so spoke to his heart, which- yeah. And I love that. Like Regardless the, of your opinion of Harry and Megan, Megan, there are lots of opinions out there. Whew. But they they did individual great work together. And, and then they came together, they can continue it. They're passionate about different types of service work. It's not all the same. And so just a call out that you don't have to like all love the same things as a couple. You and That's Winston fair. love very different things. Yes. But you have a shared purpose and vision at the end of the That's day. That's right. That's right. I love that. Yep. You're not going hunting with Winston most of the time. Oh. <sighs> No. What does Winston like so to do? Sorry. What's his things? Oh, yeah. Uh, hunting, camping. You know what he's been doing recently? He's going to kill me. He's going to be like, Rachel. Is he playing music? Uh, oh, yeah. He plays music. Yeah. And I don't play music. Uh, sourdough bread, though. Wow. He went through a whole phase back in like 2017. Before COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like pre- Before it was cool. Yep. And he got a starter again because his died. Because they die, you know, if you don't feed them. Uh, it's like a Tamagotchi. I know. Just like it. So now the sourdough bread's been cranking out, and I don't do that either. So we do. We have we have different passions in life. That is very true. I love to read. He doesn't as much. So yeah. He's a renaissance man. I just want to put that out there. We should all, all aspire what about to you be and, as well-rounded. I don't think I'm as interesting as— uh, I mean, I play music not as much as I used to. Yeah. Um, Whitney, what is she like? She loves fashion. She loves interior design and decorating— uh, we both love comedy, so we'll try to see comedy shows or oh, watch fun. comedy specials on Netflix and things like that. We love foods. We love amazing experiences, going yes. out to eat, trying new things. And so we have a shared love of many things. And our French bulldogs, of course. Of course. That takes I up our life. Add them in. 
For sure. So here's the the teaching out of this, Rachel, is you don't have to be rich or famous or in the royal family to be a power couple, to have goals, to have a vision, to have a desire to serve others. But you do need to have the shared purpose. You need to have unity. You've got to sit together, go on a dream date and go like, what do we want our lives to be a year from now, five years from now? What are we going to do to get there? And there's an amazing bonding that happens when you sit down as a couple with that intentionality. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think for anyone in life, married or not, you don't get somewhere by just like happening to show up. You're like, oh, here I am. Like when you actually intentionally look out and say, okay, that's what we want. That's the kind of marriage we want, or that's the kind of career I want, or that's the kind of health that I'm wanting. Like, like you go and you kind of point and say, okay, I'm going to go after and put things in my life that are going to set me up to win in those areas. You're just, it's just being intentional. That's yes. the whole thing. So instead of living life just like, oh, as it comes, again, you don't have to be crazy about it, but at least have a have a focus and that dream that goal out there, doing, you know, having that is really important, especially if you're married, being on the same page. Well, Crucial. as we co-host the Ramsey Show, Rachel, we have a segment on there called The Debt-Free Scream. And single people, couples, families come from all over the country to celebrate their debt-free journey of getting out of debt. And it's amazing. They always say that it brought them closer together as a couple. And one of the keys to getting out of debt was being on the same page and having that unity. And so it's amazing the connection point between winning with money and winning with marriage. Yep, 100%. Love it. So much George, good stuff here. This is so good. We got a real. Well, it's almost the end of the episode, and we like to close out every episode with Guilty, guilty as, as Charged. This is where our producer, Lindsay, gives us a new Guilty as Charged question every week. And if we are guilty, we've got to take a drink and explain ourselves. Let's go. What do we got, Lindsay? All right. John asked, have you ever scanned your Chick-fil-A or like other chain membership when someone else is paying? So oh. say you're with your friend and they like, don't have a Chick-fil-A membership. So you're like, oh, I'll get the points. Hold on. Here you go. And put yes. Your- 100%. Yes. Yes. I'll 1, chug this mocktail. If you're not doing that, what's wrong with you? You're missing out, people. Oh, yeah. You know what? Now, I was not like throw her under the bus, you? but someone on our team, George, here at the office, I did a big Chick-fil-A order. And she's like, I'll go pick it up. Because she was like, because I knew I could get the points. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which I brilliant. said, good for you. Way to, way to have a dream. The hustle. Way to be intentional. She was doing everything we were saying, George. She got those Chick-fil-A if points. If you get there first, you get the points. No I shame mean, in that game. And especially if they don't have it. I would feel a little guilty if they had the app. And they were paying. I think I would say, like, do you want to get the points? But if they didn't have the app. Well, here's the okay, let's ask the question. Have you ever done it where someone did have it and you were like Where it's like sneakier? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. I don't know that whoever was on the other side understood or cared. Most of the time the other person is like, I don't track my points or any of that. Like Because I've care. had that happen to me before where someone was like, Hey, like, um, can I just can I use mine? I have a card. They had no, like like they had the chicken. Oh, they were like thing, being aggressive. They about had it. no no, but they did they I think either maybe they did know that I did or they didn't know that I did. So they offered, but then I'm in the awkward situation of oh. do I say, actually, I have a See, card. Lindsay's just too you know nice. what I mean? I would or do you like, say, nah, all you, all you, go for it. I say go, I let them go for it. Well, generally, like, who's paying? Well, like, are you guys combining the receipts here? What's no, going on? No, I'm talking like you're standing next to each other checking out separately, but they're like, hey, can I use my, like— Oh. Yeah. 
tricky. I feel like the people I hang out with, they're savvy. They've got their own <laughs> app. They're paying for themselves, you know? But that's what I'm saying. Like, what if they just didn't know I had it? Oh. Do you know what I'm saying? But then, yeah. like, what do you do when you do? What do you do when you do do? What do you do? <laughs> Do Does that do. make sense? Yeah, I've, I mean, this Have is so. Have you ever been meta. a recipient? <laughs> God, this is this is really metaverse. this is really complex. I don't, I don't I'm just think that's yeah. happened. And I'm the one who says, "Sure, yeah, go for it." Of course, you do, Lindsay. You're well, so sweet. I, well, it also just comes to a place of probably like I just want to people please for sure. You know, like let's be honest. There's probably yeah. a part of that where I'm probably just like sure. So there's the more innocent side of this question. If someone pays for your meal and they don't have points. Of course, you jump in and go. Then it gets a little sticky yeah. if you both have it. I think that's unfair. I think the, like, that person ask. Yes, if yeah, if they asked, can I can I use my points versus hey, do you have the Chick Fil A app and do you want to? I would ask the question. That's so a how, better question. Well, then how do you, as the recipient, if you if you if they were just like. If they were aggressive, just because there's some people who are just like more blunt, you know, it's like George, like it's that George. Type of person, just put George where in. they're like, "Hey, I'm, I'm savvy. Aggressive. I'm just gonna." It doesn't hurt to ask. Where they just say, "Hey, can I use mine?" They don't say, "Do you have one?" If you're the other person, what would you tell that person listening? Like, no, you can tell them Depends that on you who do. It is. Like, how would you tell yeah, them? I mean, if, if, if it's my sister, I'm like, back off. <laughs> no. <laughs> Here's my thing. If it bothers you, say something because that just turns into resentment and hurts the relationship oh, and it becomes do, yeah. awkward. And the other person's like, oh, I didn't know it was that big a deal. Like, I didn't care. You know what I mean? So don't don't put that on them if you didn't speak up. If they're paying for the meal, they can take the points if they already are going for it. Oh, 100%. I think that just means you you deserve it. Yeah, They've earned you it. Go. Okay. There we go. Glad we settled that debate. Wow. That was a big one. Hot rewards debate. Wow. All right. If you've got more guilty as charged questions, we want to hear them. So DM us on Instagram at Rachel Cruz at George Camel with a K, and we might use it in a future episode. All right, George. What do you think about the mocktail? I like it. Lindsay, I think it was great. I love it. Great. It's a cherry limeade, and ours had a little extra lime, and I love it's it. It's a little. Very tart, very sour, and I am here for it. And here's what's in it. This is shocking. It is the black cherry-flavored sparkling ice drink. Uh, You've seen those tall, skinny bottles? You can find it in most grocery stores. And then you just add a little lime juice. Love it. So it's what do you very, rate it? I'm going to rate this a 10 out of 10. <gasps> wow. I love tart, sour things. And 10 out of 10 also because you got the real Sonic ice, which, fun fact, you can go into any Sonic and get the 10-pound bag of ice for just $3.50. Amazing. The gift that keeps on giving. It is. We all love Sonic I'm ice. I'm going to go 8 out of 10. Okay, fair. Uh, yeah, but that's I feel, a great I feel solid about it. I feel solid about it. You lean more sweet than sour. Uh, totally depends on everything. I don't know. All right, not one or the other. So the best part about this drink is it's super affordable and cost effective because a, a bottle of the sparkling ice, which makes multiple drinks, is about a buck, and a, a lime is like fifty cents. And so this drink could cost you seventy five cents, maybe a dollar if you get a container lime juice, whatever it is. But that's very affordable. It is very affordable, and it and feels fancy. If you put it in a nice glass with nice ice, it really beautiful. elevates it. It looks really great. It looks really great. So if you want that mind-blowing recipe, go to the show notes, give it a try this weekend, and it's a great mocktail. You can add an, an alcohol of your choice if you want to spike it. That's right. All right, George, it's closing time. So if you guys do not want to miss a future episode, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Hit that follow button, and if the spirit leads, you can leave a review. And uh, you know, Rachel, my favorite power couple is Smart Money Happy Hour and our listeners. Oh, it's a great that? one. I mean, they're bringing it all, right? 
We love you guys. We do. We, we appreciate do love you. you guys. So don't miss it. Next Thursday, we've got an all new episode of Smart, Smart Money, Money Happy, Happy Hour. Hour.